0: Welcome to another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammons, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We are so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Time fails us to even talk about the situations in your life, but God is good and he has a plan. But his plan is not all there is to success. God has a better and a best for everybody. The supernatural. You know, throughout history, the Bible shows how God works in the lives of men and women uh, to accomplish incredible things because they're willing to work with him. Because they're willing to do something with the opportunity he gives them. Because they, 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 they take a risk or they, or they work hard, they involve themselves, they engage themselves, and they do so trusting God. You know, my mind goes to a woman named Rahab. You may remember her. And she was challenged by the, 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 the spies that came to her house. You can read about it in the first few chapters of the book of Joshua. You can find there this woman who was a uh, you know an owner of a of a house of prostitution, and uh, there she uh, lived in a in a Canaanite town, where there was a lot of traffic going on, and, and she also uh, you know had had a place where people could stay the night, and there the spies told her these Jewish spies that had snuck into the city to, to, to search out the city and to bring back a report of how they might could overcome that city when they went to war, uh, you know, uh, they, they, they met this woman and they told her about this God that was mighty and powerful and, and, and what they were going to do and, and, and she just embraced it and she had an opportunity there. And she was kind to them. She worked on being kind to them and not afraid of them and not turning them in. And, 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 and she even uh, was told by them, this is what you need to do if you want to be saved. And she did that very thing. And when they came back, she was saved. And her whole household was saved. Not only her, but the Bible says her whole house was saved. Not because the, 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 these spies, these Jewish spies were nice. Not because she knew the truth, not because God was good alone, but because she did something. She worked with her opportunity, with God. She hung this cord in her in her uh, this, this, uh, this scarlet cord in her window, and she gathered all the people in her household, there uh, and family, to her home. She was busy about doing something. And she and her whole household were saved. I, I, I think about Noah and his sons. You know, Noah uh, was a man that was given a chance by God, but it was just a chance. We don't know how many more people God was willing to save. In fact, I believe he was willing to save all of them. That's the picture of Nineveh, and that's the picture of Sodom and Gomorrah. But here, when God came to Noah, God said, Noah, it's going to rain. You need to build a boat. Noah said, okay, God, and he started building the boat and he started preaching, get right with God, get right with God, get right with God. He worked on this boat, we are told, 120 years, him and his sons. I mean, I've been to the one up in Kentucky. If you haven't been, let me encourage you, take that little trip. Pastor Ken and Felicia went recently. It is an amazing, I mean, it's built to scale. All of a sudden you look and you realize one man and his two sons built this huge how how with the help of the lord but how well look they wanted to be saved you know when you want to be saved and you find salvation is the this is the way to salvation you know i'd I'd be willing to do about anything to keep from spending eternity in hell you know, I asked a man one time, why do you live like you do? He was a real committed Christian. I mean, he was just very, really, very, just working, just loving, just, just doing everything. that. And, and I had known him before, and I knew him after. I said, why do you live like you live? Why did you change your life? Why are you so committed? And he said, well, listen, whenever I found out there really is a heaven and really is a hell, whatever I have to do to miss hell is immaterial. <laughs> and you can't work your way to heaven but once you get born again and realize you're on your way to heaven my goodness you want to you want to do everything you can to please jesus well i think about noah and his sons they worked they worked so long and they filled the boat with provisions and you know and, and and then they spent a year on this boat they worked hard you know god wanted to save them and and god gave them a chance you know i i think of abraham and sarah you know, they, they were, you know, 75 years Oh, when God told them, you're going to have a son, 25 more years. My goodness. But yet they had a child. After they were well past the age of childbearing. The little shepherd boy, you may remember him named David. You remember David, the little shepherd boy? Yeah, went out in the field, the valley of Elah. He went out there and found rocks and this giant, this huge Philistine warrior giant came out to meet him and David took a rock and killed him. Why? Because God helped him. But I have a feeling that giant would have eaten up the whole army if God couldn't have got somebody to go out there with a rock. You know? I mean, he'd been doing it for 40 days and up, you know, uh, up now comes David, this, this young boy. There was a guy named Adino. Adino was an Esnite, whatever an Esnite is. But the Bible says in only one day, the Philistine army came against Israel's army, and in only one day, in one setting, at one time, Adino took his spear and killed 800 of the enemy soldiers. 800. Now, come on now. 800, yes. Now, I call that supernatural, okay? Okay. I call that the supernatural. God had to be there helping him to kill 800 of the enemy soldiers and to bring a great victory to Israel. God had to be there with him, but also Adino had to be there with God. You know, it's not just a one way street. You know, that poor widow, you remember the poor widow that fed Elijah the prophet? She had to take a risk. She had to do something. Elijah said, Make me a cake first. Oh my goodness. That took some faith, but she also had to go in there and bake the thing. She had to pick up those sticks and go in there and make a fire. Then she had to, you know, uh, bake that, use that little ounce of oil she had, and use that little handful of meal. And that's all she had, you know, a little cup of meal and, a, and an ounce of oil. It was the last she had but God did something he did a miracle because of this woman participating with God she worked with God had she not done that then she would not have gotten the miracle she and her son would have died we're not sure what it would have happened to the prophet but God told her and commanded her I want you to participate with me and she had to participate in faith Noah and his sons had to build that boat before it started raining here you know Rahab had to invite her family and get her family to come and hang that scarlet string out before the war started i'm talking about they had to get things ready and participate with god peter escaped from being executed in jail you can read about it in acts chapter 5 because he dared he he, uh, to sleepily follow an angel through a gate that opened up by itself and then when he came to he was outside he you know he was so prone to participating so prone to following God so prone to taking the opportunities that God had given him that it caused a literal miracle Paul and Silas also later in Acts 16 opened up some prison doors and all the prisoners and the chains fell off and the prisoners were set free born again why because in their midnight hour they didn't just sit there bemoaning you know God performed a miracle. God sent an earthquake. God shook the gates open to that prison. God shook you know, the chains off. God set them free but that jailer and his household would never have been born again. Those prisoners would have never been set free and no telling what would have happened to Paul and Silas had not they prayed and sang a few songs and gave God something to work with. You know, got to participate in my miracle here. I got to turn my attention to God. I got to work with Him. You know, Mary You may remember the mother of Jesus when they ran out of wine at the wedding reception in Cana and at that party, she told a few men, I want you to take Jesus some water. You know, I want you to get some big pots and carry some big jars, big pots, big containers of water. And when they did, Jesus turned them into wine and they took them back to the party and it was the best wine of the evening. But it took somebody carrying the water, drawing the water, and carrying the water in order for that miracle to take place Jesus was the only one that could have turned the water into wine but he wasn't just going to sit there and do it because people wanted some wine somebody had to get busy doing something in this case Mary directed it and these men carried it out Uh, how, how about those four men uh, in Mark chapter 3, who let, who let their friend down. They went and got their friend. He was paralyzed and laying on a stretcher. They went and got him, and they brought him to a meeting in the house where Jesus was, and they couldn't get in. But that they they, they, they didn't stop them. They went up on top of the house and tore the roof off of the house. Robert Benlin, you were a roofer for so many years. That would upset me if somebody tore my roof off. You know, we just kind of read over that like, yay. I'd have been up there saying, hold on, what you doing to my roof? They had to tear a place big enough to let this man down on the stretcher. I'm guessing they tore probably a, you know, a three-by-eight or nine-foot hole in that roof and let that man down, and Jesus healed him. You know, Jesus always had the power to heal him. You know, and Jesus had been in that city many times. But somebody participated somebody did something you see the supernatural is always available around us miracle after miracle has taken place because God found somebody to work with him and God is still looking for people today who will provide the miraculous today God is still looking for people to work with him uh, uh, when 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 God finds someone you know they provoke miracles when God gets somebody to work with him it provokes miracles some miracles we get to see and know about and others happen even without our notice at times as we just sharing kind words and encouraging words with other people as we reach out in the name of Jesus you know in each of the accounts I talked about a moment ago from Rahab to Noah to Paul and Silas uh, uh, you know every one of those we can see that people were we're up against difficult challenges in life. You know, they would not have made it without God's willingness to work with them. You know, Noah would not have made it had God not been willing to work with him. He couldn't have built that boat by himself. That's just no, that's just not, he couldn't have gathered all those animals by himself. You know, uh, uh, Rahab could not have saved herself. How, you know, her house was attached to the wall. It was a miracle her house didn't fall down when the walls fell down. You know, only God can do some things. But we need to participate with God. You know, none of them would have made it without God's willingness to work with them neither would they have made it without their willingness to work with God God is willing to work with you are you willing to work with God it is evident that God demands we participate in our miracle you know you may need a miracle today you may need a miracle of you know someone in your family needing to be saved or delivered or touched or encouraged or you know healed you may need a miracle today you know god demands we participate in our miracles and when the natural and the supernatural meet together something powerful happens god has always always intended man to work with him when god put man in the garden god provided him an opportunity but he told adam and eve work the garden cultivate the garden Of course, God was going to work with them. Only God could cause the the watering to come up out of the ground. Only God could, could give them what they needed, but he wanted them to work with him. God was intending always that man work with him. Even in a perfect world without sin, God intends that we work with him. How much more in a world filled with sin does God need us to work with him? God working with man, man working with God. Personally, I think it's a miracle that God even wants to work with us that God even wants to work with mankind seeing how we have collectively treated him through the centuries through the millennium seeing how we have withheld our support our love how we have fallen short of, of of his will I don't know why God even wants to work with the human race and by the way you know there is only one race it's the human race right there aren't a bunch of races there may be different cultures and customs and traditions and nationalities and color variations, and, but there's only one race. It's a human race. Okay? Multiple races is a doctrine of devils to say that some people groups are subhuman. And not a part of the human race so uh you know i'm uh, you know i know that's kind of strange but i just wanted to throw that in there right there okay uh there are a lot of differences that we encounter with people who are even of the same uh, culture and of the same nationality and the same uh, um, religion uh, the same ethnicity that we are and we also have differences with people who are of different ethnicities than we are. Our languages, our, our, our you know, um, political ideologies. Okay, But we are one race, the human race. God created one race of human beings. And we need to really stop letting other people and their narratives... Uh, uh, shape what we believe and what we hold on to it's a miracle to me that God wants to work with any of us yeah you know we're all the same by the way we're all the same you know you might be lighter or darker than I am and you might be more conservative or more liberal than I am. You know, you may be, you know, a taller or shorter than I am. You may be larger or smaller than I am. You may be more educated, less educated than I am. You may be a, a different a, a religion than I am, but we are all the same. We are one human race. And we are many nationalities and many variations but uh, just you know start thinking about that uh, and and maybe using that a little more not divisively but rather to for more harmony and unity in how we imagine ourselves and others the devil has long promoted the heresy that some people as i said are, are 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 not uh as the same value as others but anyway i'm amazed that god still wants to work with any of us especially people that believe like that but he does he cares and loves about everybody. There are some things that you just can't you just can't help but just share with, with with the truth that needs to be said. There is not a difference in one human being between another in the eyes of God, nor should there be in ours. God loves everyone. And I am challenged by God. To be more like him. And so are you. You see miracles take place. Uh, l- let me tell you what makes a miracle. When what we are willing to do. This is going to be good. I just, I just coined this one. This is one of my new points. I, I texted it to all the pastors this morning. Okay, that I, that I deal with. Okay, And no doubt they're saying it in their pulpit. Like they came up with it. Okay? <laughs> but. When what we are willing to do touches what God is willing to do miracles happen when what we are willing to do touches what God is willing to do miracles happen we can throw this up against the ultimate test which is the test of salvation God is willing to save every person and when what we are willing to do touches what God is willing to do, when we are willing to give our lives to Him, what He is willing to do makes a miracle happen and we're born again. Whenever Noah and his sons were willing to do and when, when they were willing to do, touch what God was willing to do. When Rahab was willing to do, touch what God was willing to do. Whenever Paul and Silas were willing to do, touch what God was willing to do. Whenever we are willing, what we are willing to do touches what God is willing to do. Miracles happen. You know, God was always willing to feed those people living at the dump site, God was always willing to give them some help. God was always willing to save those gangsters' lives. God was always willing to bring them to Christ. God was always willing to forgive them and accept their repentance. And when what we were willing to do touched what he was willing to do, a miracle happened. God's willing to save People in our lives, are we willing to witness to them? and Are we willing to do anything about what God is willing to do? God marries what we can do with what he can do. And that's how he gets things done. That's how God gets things done. He marries what we can do with what He can do. From the garden to the grave, God works with us. And have you ever noticed that God's always seemed to be searching for someone? Always, in all the Bible stories, He's searching for someone who's willing to let Him use them in a miraculous way. God joins the supernatural, which only He can do, with the natural, which only we can do. God relegates, you know, God can't do natural you might say, Oh, God can do anything. No, everything He touches is supernatural. I mean, He can't help it. I mean, he can't, he can't help it. He can't help it. Everything He touches is supernatural. It's because He's just absolutely supernatural. But we have a natural ability to help God do things that He wants done. You know, All four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John record one of the miracles that many of you are very familiar with. It's the miracle of Jesus multiplying the fish and loaves so that the disciples could do what he told them to do. He told the disciples, I want you to feed these people. I want you to provide for them. I want you to get them some food. And they looked out, and there were 5,000 men besides the women and the children. And they said, no way in the world can we do this. Well, he knew they couldn't do it by themselves. But he also knew Jesus also, I mean, that's you know, 15,000 people. I, I'm going to need some help here, guys. Okay, I'm going to need some help. I mean, come on now. That's what he's saying. He looked up and saw the, 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 the multitudes and said, oh, my goodness. What I need is more laborers pray you know I mean they're ripe for harvest but would you guys pray that there would be more laborers in the harvest what we need is laborers we need people working and so uh, you know if you look in John chapter 6 we will find Jesus and his disciples on a hillside belonging to the town of Bethsaida if you read the harmony of the gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John and put it together into one picture from four different perspectives you could see in this harmony here that 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 Jesus is willing to do something here but he needs some help he needs some natural help he can do something spiritual that you know supernatural everything he did supernatural I mean he he, but he needed some natural help in John chapter 6 this is after Jesus already you know uh, told him you know you need to feed the people you know and they said how in the world can we do this Matthew Mark Luke and John uh record this uh verse 9 uh Andrew who was Simon Peter's brother said hey Jesus there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish but what are they among so many you know it just seemed like just so so little five barley loaves and two fish you know I, I, I heard uh, one time a man tried to explain this away that he had said that well you know the loaves were much bigger in those days What a great miracle, even a bigger miracle, is that a a mother would have packed five of those for her son to carry for his lunch that day, and he could have drug them around all over the place. That's a real miracle. Listen, it's a miracle no matter how you touch it, okay? Here, there's a lad here. We know this lad may not have wanted to give these things up. But evidently, he was encouraged to give this little bit that he had over into the master's hand. And so that's what happened. Then Jesus said, make the people to sit down. Jesus is still giving commands to other people to do something. Help me here. Do something. Help me out here. Okay, Get these people to sit down. I mean, there's 5,000 men, as he said, besides the women and children. Get them to sit down you know help me out here guys and 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 so you can read from the harmony of the accounts they sat them down in rows of 50 they organized it these 12 disciples and 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 perhaps even the 70 others who followed jesus around they got some other leaders and got some volunteers and they started sitting these people in rows of 50 and they got them already and they brought these fish and these loaves to jesus and there was much grass in that place he's talking about real grass okay and so the men sat down in the number about five thousand. Then, verse eleven, Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he blessed them, broke them, and he gave them to his disciples. Now that's what Jesus did. Jesus just broke and gave them to these twelve guys. Okay, that's where it would have stopped. That's where the miracle would have stopped if the guys had went, "Yeah, I am hungry." <laughs> Hey, thanks, Jesus. Boom, gone. And the disciples went on and gave them to those sitting down. Now, my imagination does not have to be super spiritual but rather fairly logical to imagine that they would have given them to the first person in that row of 50 and they'd walk and given it to the next person. And every person participating would have taken it and, and, and been thankful for it and broken it and passed it on. And so when they did that, uh, likewise of the fish, they did the fish, and everybody ate as much as they wanted. Everybody got all they wanted to eat. Why? Not because Jesus all of a sudden became able to do a miracle and he he was shocked about it not because oh god just woke up and decided well i guess i could feed people that's what i could do no god was always willing and the bible earlier said jesus knew what he was going to do he already knew what he was going to do What was he looking for? He was looking for somebody to participate, for somebody to have something, for somebody to contribute. He was looking for somebody to work with him because he marries the natural with the supernatural. He marries what only he can do with what only we can do. And whenever we are willing, what we are willing to do touches what he is willing to do. He was willing to feed them. He knew what he was going to do. What he needed was the young lad. What he needed was the disciples to do a little research what he needed him to do was a little footwork a little administration what he needed him to do was to help him out in the distribution of what he was willing to multiply give me something I'll multiply it and then you can distribute it boy doesn't that just seem like this wonderful thing because he is a master multiplier give me something I'll multiply it and I'll give it back to you press down shake together running over The harmony of the Gospels tells us that Jesus saw that they were hungry. He instructed His followers to help Him. You know, the makeup of a miracle is God working with man and man working with God. That's why this miracle happened. That's why it happened. Uh, And let me me cut to the chase and tell you what we've discussed today so far. Okay. Uh, uh, Number one my newest point to ponder what we are willing when, when what we are willing to do touches what God is willing to do miracles happen what do you imagine God is willing to do do you imagine he's willing to save your friend do you imagine he's willing to do that then what are you willing to do are you willing to pray for your friend your family member are you willing to just dare to get you know uh, you know something maybe to to give to them or maybe maybe you could uh, you know ask someone else mary asked someone else to bring some water to jesus you know, i don't know what you're willing to do but when what you are willing to do touches what god is willing to do miracles happen miracles do happen they do happen they do happen Do you know God was always willing to save my niece Tina and one day I became willing and I got in a car and I drove 150 miles and all I said is I love you you know if you ever need anything I'm here and she excused herself and went back into a back room in the store she was in. She was working at the store. I got in my car. I drove 150 miles back home. It looked like such a small thing. But do you know that day, what I was willing to do touched what God was willing to do. And she gave her heart and her life over to Christ Jesus. You know, And, has, and, and changed her life. Story after story. You've got story after story after story like that. How God, seeing that somebody else touched God's willingness and a miracle happened. A second thing that we have learned today and a second thing I I, I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to realize we need to give God something to work with. God marries the natural with the supernatural to make miracles. And God demands that we participate in our miracle. Give God something to work with. Give Him something to work with. Let me, let me, let me tell you how simple it is. Okay, uh, It's as simple that when you don't feel good and you know, what, you, you know, what is prescribed is an aspirin, and you have a headache and you need to take an aspirin, for example, Give God something to work with. Do what you can do. Give God something to work with. Take the aspirin and trust God for your healing. I can't tell you how many times I have done something that simple and God performed a miracle in my life. Do something with what you can do. Give it to God. Pray to God. It's just that simple that we give God something to work with. That we do something. If you need a job, you have a 40-hour-a-week job-finding one. I said that to a man right down here, me and Pastor Marcus, we were counseling with a man several months ago, and he needed a job. He was right here, and he had been sitting on his couch praying, you know? Well, he, he, watching TV mostly. okay? Sitting on his couch. What for, for, for months, right? Pastor Marcus? Yeah. And Pastor Marcus and me, we were you know, trying to encourage him through the months, you know. But pretty much he was sitting on his couch needing a job. I need a job. He'd come up for prayer. I need a job. Come up for prayer. I need a job. Come up for prayer. I need a job. I don't see him in here this morning. He's probably working. Uh, but uh, he may be here. He, he also is on our security team. Uh, on and on and on. So Pastor Marcus and I told him that day, Okay. Then you go home and find a job. If you need a job, you have a 40-hour job, 40-hour-a-week job finding a job. You go find a job. Don't you go back to that couch. You go go find that job. And you know what he did? He went home from church and walked across the street from his house and got a job, and he's still working now. That's been months ago, hadn't it? And he's still working. And he came back the next church service and said, Pastor, you won't believe this, but that one thing you said to me changed my mind. I said, you got to give God something to work with you got to give Him something to work with. You know, work with God. Expect a miracle, but work with God. Well, hey, it's been a good day, huh? Well, uh, two things I'll tell you that we didn't discuss today because I just want to tell you. Number one, don't take a temporary situation and create a permanent problem. Okay? That's for somebody here. Don't take a temporary situation and create a permanent problem. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Don't even make a mountain out of a mountain. Okay? Don't take a temporary situation and create a permanent problem. Number two, listen carefully now. Even though you didn't break it, God may still need you to help fix it. Okay? You may be in a situation that's broken and you didn't break it. But God may still need you. To help him fix it okay don't abandon a situation because somebody else broke it don't be mad at the person that broke it and not participate in fixing it you may not have broke the problem it may not be your problem you may not have caused it but God may need your help to fix it thanks again for joining us for another dynamic message from Pastor Ron Hammonds Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.